The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Running on a Wednesday. What is up, Brigade? Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherpin, the book, Matt Perot, the Bostonian live YouTube and Twitter at Boston versus the book sports grid on the replay. It is well, Dave, it feels like the dog days of summer. We are counting down the days till we get football. Baseball is in its, you know, do we trade you? Do we not trade you stage? How are you on this Wednesday? Dog days is summer. Where you been? It's July 26th. It's been 115 degrees every day. It feels like it now. What have you been doing? Well, there's been fun, been fun things to get us through. You know, there's been the kids go back to school two weeks two from weeks. today. Two weeks from today. They start two school. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The ninth of August. Nothing makes sense. That <laughs> is the biggest. There's a lot of big fallacies today. There's a lot of things that we'll be talking about today. Okay. That will um, apply to that rule. Like, what the hell is going on here? That's the first thing you'll think when you read it. But you saying it's the dog days of summer <laughs> right now. Yeah. I don't know where you were all of July. Welcome to the show. Well, nice no, because we're because when you you got to get good. to the low point, right? And so we're at the low point now before we start to climb up to college football. Dean, it's just like, getting good. What are you talking about? Low Dave point. Is not getting good. This is the low point of baseball. This is the low point of everything. Right before the trade deadline, this is Boresville. Get me to Saturday at least. At least I got two big events on Saturday to watch: huge UFC card and an awesome fight in Vegas for boxing. We got Saturday at least. This week, this week stinks. Somehow you got football training camps on the on the rundown you don't even it is just getting good the pittsburgh san diego last night soto hits a home run celebrates like it's a seventh game of the world <laughs> series perdomo hits machado with a 98 fastball right in the three in the back um machado really wanted to go to the mound would you go to the mound in that situation like if i chirp off before you right okay because I know I'm going to reverse it when I'll answer second, but I'll ask okay. you this question. Okay. If I, I hit a bomb, I get in there like this and I just crush it mm-hmm. and I pimp it around the bases. And then me and like E 
you know, our producer for the live shows. And we come in, I do the whole dance. I do this and I do that. And the pitcher's on the mound stewing. And you get in the batter's box. Mm -hmm. And he hits you right above the ribs, right in the back. Are you going to the mound? What's my team's record? We're San Diego. We're 10 games out of the division. We're six games out of the wild card. No, I don't charge the mound. So if our record was the Orioles, you would go to the mound? Yep. Or the Rockies. Or the Pirates. I go to the mound. You're on the extreme. You're 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 in first or you're in last. You're charging the mound. You're in yeah. the middle. You're not charging the mound. If it, Hold if, on. Let me get the listing glasses for this because I can't <laughs> wait to hear this explanation. Hold on. If you're Manny Machado and you are a key cog in a team, you charge the mound, you are going for five games, maybe 10, depending on what the fight looks like. All right. You can't miss that much time. You're more valuable than a personal, a personal vendetta and a personal fight. Let your pitcher handle You said if we're the Orioles and we're in first place, we're going to the mound? Yo, yeah, I'm going to the mound. Sure. Yeah, I'm okay. Because we're going to, they're going to the playoffs. The Orioles are going to be in the playoffs. Just a matter of winning the division or not. But like, if I feel confident that my team is good enough and they can withstand me being out, yes. If my team is out of it and it doesn't matter, yes. If my suspension matters, I'll let the pitcher handle it. I'll let my pitcher get the five game and he'll miss one start. See, all right. That's uh that's an interesting you 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 you, you would get hit with a fastball 98 in the back and think where's our place in the standings well no you would know where you would you'd be able to think about they know where their place in the standings of course you do yes you know every damn day where you are you got to do this you're you're a leader you're a leader in baseball you got to know these things and you know the the, you've played for a long time you got to the major leagues you it's not the first time you've been drilled if you're a baseball player everyone's been hit once or twice yeah. So you get you get not with 98, I guess, but you get caught with a fastball. It hurts like hell. It's a rock they threw at you. But you do have your pitcher who can come in out of the mound and nail their guy. And that's just how the game's been played. Tit for tat, one for one. And a pitcher five for nine. face the suspension. Yeah. And but for relievers or for starters, they get five, six games. It doesn't really matter. It's one start for most starters. Hmm. Well, I think it matters. It matters where you are in the standings. The, you know, if I'm Machado last night, I do not. And he didn't charge. He was smart to not charge. He did not charge. There's um, things, there's more important things going on. If the situation were reversed and you come in and you hit the home run and you do the pimping thing and you do all this other stuff yeah. and you're hitting 220, you got 10 homers on a season, whatever Soto's doing, we're, we're stuck. You know where I'm going when the where? pitcher hits me? Where? I'm dropping a bat and I'm coming to get you in the dugout. That's what I'm doing. In the dugout. <laughs> I'm in coming. The dugout. I'm coming to the dugout to get you, my teammate. Oh. They stop doing this stuff. Right. Because we stink. Right. And I, and we I'm ain't wearing, in the playoffs. And I'm wearing it. <laughs> and now I can't move my left shoulder for a week. Fair. Because you got to make sure you do your dance. You got to make sure you do this. That's called police in the room. Good teams police the room and have fun when it's time to have fun and win when they're supposed to win. There also That's- might be a motive for Soto to do that, though. Really? 
Yeah, get on SportsCenter. Get people talking about you. Get your name out there. He wants to be traded. There might be some other things at work with Soto doing that and not really caring if his teammate gets drilled. There's we guys and there's me guys. Mm -hmm. Give me a lot of we guys. That's what I want on a team. Those teams win. The me guys, they have good careers. They get paid a lot of money. Not a lot of not a lot of rings for the for the media. Yeah. Manny Ramirez won a ring, won two actually. Yeah, big Manny me. was a really good teammate though. He was a big no. Manny was a big me guy. What do you mean, Manny was a gigantic? He was a gigantic Manny, Manny guy. walked to his own drummer. Walked to the he he was on his own planet. True, but he was a me guy. He was about Manny was about Manny. <laughs> like he wanted to make sure that Manny got. I mean, that's why he went to the bathroom in the middle of the game in Fed, You know, he you gotta go. Behind, you gotta go. And the Green Monster. He cut off a throw by the way from Johnny Damon one time that was ten feet in front of him. Like he's he Manny's Manny. Off. He's an yeah. interesting cat. I mean, the whole you know Bill Simmons for years. His his avatar on Twitter was the Manny Ramirez when he hit a home run. He stood at home plate with both hands up. <laughs> <laughs> he just hit it and dropped the bat and put both hands up. Like that's just Manny. He's a nutcase. That's fine. Like I love you know, him. If if you can do that too, I think when you have everybody on the same page. Yeah, yeah Poppy and him winning. were tight. Him, him and Poppy were tight. He was tight with yeah. certain guys, but a lot of people would say like, you know, there was clicks on that to 014 with the Red Sox and that's why things didn't go very well. That's why they traded Nomar to bust it up to kind of give the team a kick in the butt to make the move. Dave Roberts, everything else that happened in 04. So, you know, certain teams can be put. The baseball is a little bit different than football or basketball where the ball has got to be shared. Baseball is still very, it's still very individual sport. Well, they make it individual because that's the only way you get paid is putting up individual numbers. Nobody cares how many World Series rings you won. You know, it's what did, how many homers did you hit? How many this, how many that, you know, it's all, um, it's a it's a team sport played very individualistically, unlike right. I mean, football. We talked about it yesterday, and running backs and their positions and place in a game. You need eleven guys to play football. Mm-hmm. It's it's somehow team game. Hockey is the ultimate team game, and that's the sport I grew up playing from beginning, mm-hmm. where the best player on the ice, best player on the team, plays twenty five minutes, doesn't even play half the game. So I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting discussion. Thank you for letting me partake. No, no, no. It's, football it, bowl crap. No, it, it's interesting because with, with football, it was the one part about the game growing up that was very difficult for me to understand. Like the do your job portion of football yeah. was, was always, it's why, it's why either I was the quarterback and when I wasn't the quarterback, I didn't do well because I right. didn't like, I played wide receiver and cornerback as I got older, I played all through pop Warner. I was always the quarterback, but then mm-hmm. I, then I went, went to high school and I was like, let's play freshman football. They're like, no, you're not the quarterback. You're going to play corner. You're going to play cornerback or you're going to play wide, wide receiver. Right. And like the idea of like, how many plays am I going to be involved in? Like, we're going to run the ball. The offense we ran, like we ran the ball all the time. Yeah. And like, I just was like, this is, I, I didn't mind blocking, but like, it got to be the point where like, I knew the play wasn't coming my way. Like I, you know, I was on the oh, weak side. It plays off. It was a power, right? It was a power sweep to the right. I knew I wasn't going to do it. And I was just like, this is like, why am I even out here? Like I just, it was very, right. it was like basketball. You always, there's five guys. And I was normally the point guard. So I was normally involved with everything. So like I had a very tough learning curve of like figuring out that other side. Cause coming up in my life, 
I was always certain positions. And then as mm-hmm. I got older, I moved around and I didn't really like it. <laughs> it was right. a little weird. So that football component of the strategic part of football is such as an adult and as a spectator, I loved it so much more than actually playing it. That idea of like, where does this, everyone has to do their job. Every Everybody right. has a responsibility. And if one person falls down, the whole play could get blown up. Try explaining that to a teenage girl who's your coach in softball. You got to play right field. Coach Dave, I'm never going to get a ball. I, I, I don't, I, it's boring. Listen, somebody's got to stand there and you're still going to get the bat. There may be one play the entire game that you get. I need you to make it. Right. So you got to figure out a way to stand there, back up second, back up first, back up center field when the ball comes that way and catch and hit your cut. That's all you need to do. That's it. But it feels like a punishment. It does. And that's, that's the hard part yeah. about sports. You have to understand that the guard, if he don't do your job, the running band can't do to do the job. If if the tackle don't block, the quarterback's going to get killed. Yeah, I was so never walked through has it, to it, own it. It was never walked and mostly because when I, my dad was out of my life for basically when I was 10 years old on. So I really didn't have anybody like to sit me down and like walk me through that. I would have, I would have been very, I don't want to say I would have been a different athlete, but I would have been a more, more accepting athlete as I got older into different roles. If somebody had explained that to me, because I was always, like I mentioned, I was always like, the starting guard. I was always the starting quarterback. Yeah, you were used to touching the ball. Yeah, I was always yeah. on the ball. Always. I always had it right. in my hands, yeah. and I was always like the best athlete. Like for tryouts for basketball, like I just was faster than everybody with the ball right. in my hands. I could dribble really, really fast, and so I always stood out during tryouts, and I always made teams that I made. And as I plateaued and I stopped growing, and everybody else kept on growing, <laughs> I yeah. started to like go. Wait a minute, what's going on? And so like accepting roles was very difficult for me. And I had a tough time overcoming that when I was like, okay, Matt, you're another backup. What do you mean on the backup? I don't believe any of this. This, this <laughs> I, I, Knowing you now as well as I do, I, I, I don't, I think you're completely full of caca right now talking about this. Oh, right. Yeah. This is so not, this like, not exactly, yeah, exactly like me. Like yes. The problem. This yes. Is, so I was very angry about this and nobody sat me down to be like, right. this is what you have to do to be part of the team. We need this for the team. And I was always just very much like, no, like this is not okay. Like I played center field. Like I wanted the ball in my hands. I play, right. I pitched, I caught and I played center field. I was always yeah. straight up the middle. So right. I was always involved in something, either back right. up second base or pitching or catching. I was like, I had to be active and involved. And when I stopped having those things go on, it was hard. It was difficult. And like that, you know, that's a big part of coaching and a big part of how now as a professor teaching, I try to remember that feeling of like, if someone's making you do something that's making you uncomfortable or you're not used to it, like I've had kids in my class who think that they're great and that I knocked them down a peg and they just kind of, no one's ever told them this before that like, they're not amazing. Like everyone's always told them that, you know, they're the greatest things that rainbows shoot out of their asses. And I come at them and say, Hey, this is not good enough. And they're like, what, what, what do you mean? Like, this is not good enough. And I have to explain to them why and try to coach them through that shock because I experienced that shock. I experienced that shock. I think that day I was born like, and, and, and was punished that way, not punished, <laughs> but told that all the time. You've been to my house. I get told that every day. I get knocked down a peg when I wake up. <laughs> Are you up? Good. All right. Do something like that's it. Like it's not, Hey, 
you know, glad to see you. Good. It's go to work. Right. And sports, it's a good lesson for the media. Is it not? That's a good lesson for your classroom. Like, yeah, you need a producer to do a show. If you can't find a producer, produce it yourself. If you want to be on the air, learn how to be on the air. If you want to be the, if you want to be the guy doing the lighting, be the best lighting guy you could be. My dad used to say it all the time. I can't believe when I write the book, all these lessons from my dad that I listened to when I heard, he said, Dave, I don't care what you're going to be, but if you go, go be a janitor, just mm. be the best janitor that there is on the team. Like mm. be the best janitor at the school. Like, okay. Right. And if you are, at least you can own it. And that's what like these sports teach us. And, and I think it's a, it's <laughs> such a good lesson in life to tell kids early on, every job on this field is important. It's important in its own way. If you're the best left fielder we got, I know you want to play center field, right? I, you want to play shortstop, right? The truth and reality of it is you're still a little bit afraid of the ball and I can't count on you to throw it the first every time. But what I can't count on you, you're really good at catching fly balls. I'm going to put you in left field because I can count on you to do the job necessary. Do you want to do it or not? Yeah, that word count on you, like, like that phrase, you've co- you've obviously coached clearly because it, it's a phrase that I don't hear it enough in life. Like, I I think it's almost like, I was watching my mom sent me this thing in the middle of my divorce about how marriages are and how basically like sometimes it's 80, 20, like marriages aren't 50, 50. Like sometimes one party has to carry 80% because that person, the other party is really screwed up for whatever reason. And then it shifts. And sometimes you're 20% and they're 80% and it's going back and forth. But the idea of like, I'm counting on you to do something doesn't get said in our lives enough to people because it would change things. If you say it and phrase it that way, but not like I need you to do this or do this now. Like I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you to catch the fly ball. I'm counting on you to come home at 11 o'clock with the car, you know, completely in, in shape. I'm counting on you to make the right choices and decisions in your life and to stay away from the right things. I'm counting on you to do what I need you to do or what we need you to do as a family. It's a very powerful phrase. Yeah. When you tell somebody I'm counting on you because it means there's responsibility attached to your actions. So it's Every really cool. Day. It's a cool phrase that you say because it really is true. Every day. And 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 a lot of times I would ask the question, can I count on you to do that? Because if I, it, it just tell me if I can't, then guess what? I'm gonna ask someone else. Right. Because we, the game goes on. Life goes, goes on. on. <laughs> you have to figure it out if yep. you want to be a part of it. And if you don't, that's fine, too. Go find something you want to be a part of that you want to own and take control of. And so right about marriage, I used to say, I used to say it all the time about marriage and parenting. It ain't, it ain't 50-50. It ain't ever 50-50. It don't feel like it. But, like, it's 90-10. Start at 90-10 where you feel like you're given because if you ask most spouses of, of people marry, what is our marriage division of stuff to do? The person doing it is going to say 90-10 or 80-20, but both people are going to say it. Right. <laughs> True. Right. They, they're both going to think that they're in it, but that communication of how to, and my mom was sort of like, you know, coached me for my next relationship, kind of explaining that like, did you tell her what you told me yesterday? What, that marriage hey. is a scam? 
<laughs> marriage is a scam. <laughs> marriage is absolutely a scam. Mama P, he said it. I didn't <laughs> marriage is a scam. I will never, I told you this. I'll say it publicly. I will never tie myself legally to another human being for the rest of my life ever. I'm 46 years old. I will never be legally tied to someone else ever again. I tried it once. Okay. It's like taking an ice bath. You can try it once and then you never do it again. You learn it. You're like, fuck this. I'm not doing it again. Okay. <laughs> Cause that was damn cold. That was not fun. I knew it. I knew getting in, was going to suck. I did it anyway. And I came out of it and I'm never doing it again. I will get married. You may see one day me getting married, walking down the aisle with somebody else. I will never legally do it. You will never see me sign a legal document that states I am tied to somebody else. Unless I knock up a 25-year-old girl and I and I get her pregnant and I got to go ahead and, and, and parent some kid. So there's some legal reason. As far as I know, I'm done having kids. I'm 46 years old. I haven't snipped it yet, but at some point, I'll probably snip it and I can't have kids anymore and I'll be good to go, okay? And then... It's a hundred percent that I will never have to deal with that signing that legal document. Marriage is a beautiful thing. The legality of it is bullshit. It's complete and total BS. It's absolute nonsense. The legality of a marriage. It's I get why we do it. It's important. I understand it, but it's straight up a scam. There's no way around it. It is an absolute scam. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> Other than we're never getting. That's fine. That's fine. Adam and Eve, you can sponsor this show. We'll help keep marriages alive. <laughs> late night, late night sponsors. Do we got a call with them? Maybe we can get a call with them at two o'clock. Do it all. Do it all in. Yeah. What is that called? The rabbit? What is that thing that they have? Oh. The, the rose that they advertise on the strip, the big billboards. Oh. Love that conversation. Daddy, what's that? Um, nothing. Keep nothing. looking straight forward. Yeah. Flowers. <laughs> rose. It's a yeah, rose. It's a rose. Shop. It's just, oh, it's, it's, it's got batteries in it. Don't that worry was, about uh, it. Boy, oh boy. We went from coaching and psychology and being a team player to marriage is a scam and I'm never doing it again. Um, I mean, it's way better than anything on the top of the rundown. I can tell you that right now, but you can get to the show if you want. I was like my- the Raiders and the Patriots opening up camp today. It's exciting. Let me have my moment. Uh, that's fine. All it's right. Great. Go. That's great. Good practice. It's fun. Oh God. You don't like that's it at all. Good. Nothing. Oh, man. No interest. No excitement. Um, Rapolo out there taking I- snaps. Jimmy G uh-huh. looking good. Foot God. looks good. He does look good. I saw him come into camp. He looked great. Gave a thumbs up. Was dressed I'm nice. shocked we haven't heard any stories. He, he must not be like living here, like like living, living here yet. I'm stunned we haven't had like some story of Jimmy Garoppolo spotted with some, you know, porn star or something. You know, he oh, likes he, he likes to date that that type of woman. Mm. And we have plenty of them here in Vegas. <laughs> so mm. target rich environment for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to go and do that, uh, the rumor is, Ooh, the, the rumor is true, Dave. What? The rumor is true. It is happening. $1,500 per person. Las Vegas Grand Prix officials have confirmed that they are charging clubs and restaurants on the strip, a licensing fee. If you want to host people to watch the race in November, $1,500 per person, you must pay off of your license with the fire marshal. If your capacity is a hundred, do the math venues that don't pay the F one fees will have their views obstructed, meaning they're going to build something in front of your, in front of your place. So you can't see, I cannot wait to see what those look like. Like how high do you have to, do you have to build that? Because, you know, 
Paris has the Eiffel Tower and they have the observation deck on the, on the Eiffel Tower. So are they going to build something that I think would be 40 stories high? No, you know what Gabe said he read yesterday? He said what? that they're going to shine lights in those places. They're going to shine lights up. Oh, the winding spotlights. Man, this is like the Hunger Games. This is unbelievable. Oh. Wow. This is un- they're going to shine spotlights at people. Well, it's a night race, right? Correct. Yep. So they have to light up everything. Like more so. I mean, they're driving 180 to 200 miles an hour, right? So here's the question. The Can you legally do that? Because now you're entering into my space. It's one thing if you have a license to the hat to have the streets. So you go to the state or the county and say, I am going to take over for these days. I have the ability to do whatever I want with the street. And they say, yes. But if you're, if you're shining a light that leaves the street to go into a, an establishment that prevents that establishment from doing business, is that legal? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. We I mean, think about it. If you, if, you, if, you want, if you want to, re- if you him. own a restaurant, you're running a restaurant and you're like, look, it, I'm not going to play your game. Go ahead and build the obstruction. If they don't build the obstruction and they shine something into my dining room that prevents me from doing business, I could sue them for damages. What do you mean? It's shining a light in there and they're not going to prevent you from your business. You're going well, to you're shining it. a spotlight into my dining room and it's the entire thing. It changes the whole ambiance of the dining room and it's not fun to be in there anymore. Mm. You can't, I mean, all you could say, like my strip view city, I mean, put on glasses, buddy, just to eat well, the food, the food, my the strip. Well, you could say like my strip view seats are the most expensive tables in the place. And now you're stopping me from being able to have people eat there. Well, you so I'm suing you. It's just a very unpleasant experience. You yeah. Put so that hurts. On. I could sue you I for like damages. That, that's, I don't think that I, I would be very surprised if they're going to shine lights in a people. That's interesting. If they do that, I would see uh, th- there will be lawyers. <laughs> they do that. There's going to be lawyers, especially because who you're playing. Aren't around there going to be lawyers already? But you're playing around with some pretty big companies now. I mean, th- yeah, there's a couple of mom and pop shops down there, but there, there, there's some pretty big companies in there. that got deep pockets that will definitely go. Uh, no, you're not. You're not going to shine lights into our establishment. You want to build something? Go right ahead. Block our view that way if you want. Build the whole damn thing under a tunnel if you need to. We don't <laughs> care. Like, you know, do whatever you got to do. But we're, but you can't shine a light. I don't know, man. This is getting ugly. This is... Uh, what do Kumbaya. you do the bar? I mean, like, do you pay or do you just oh, say... Oh, Guess I, what? I mean, because... No, you do what you do. Have the you, bars been selling packages like you can come here and watch the race? Um, I don't know if they have been. I've seen a couple of them. They've been talking about it, but they, I, know, I don't like, think I've seen anybody sell it because obviously if you sold something at Beer Garden... Yeah, you know, trouble. I mean, it's in such a good place. And it that second deck yeah just literally looks right down it's a great view up and down the strip because they've already built like the bellagio rooms are all going to be blocked they've already established that so blocked what does that mean they're building that's where this oh they're not putting something on the bellagio outside you won't be able to see from your from your room you won't be able to see the strip because they're building the grandstands right there in front of the fountains right so Bellagio's blocked. How? I mean, Cosmo. We talked to Tyler about that. About Cosmo was already 
pushing people saying, do you need, do you want a room that overlooks the strip? Yeah, they have balconies. So what are you going to do? Like if you're going to go block, you're going to build, this is a futile effort. This is a stupid, dumb way of trying to be greedy and monetize and hold on to everything versus just going down the strip and making deals with every bill, every person that has a strip view, cut them in, cut a deal. But you got the race here. You got all the money from the city. Yeah. Like, can't everybody eat and yeah. just, and, and just sh- we're doing the race. We're building the track. I don't care what you do in your bar. I don't right. care what you do over there. We knew we were coming here. Right. On a public street. It's your city. It's right. your place. Right. Like don't we come knew we were coming. Yeah. Now we're going to wait to get this. I mean, we're, it's almost August. We're just, now we're telling you, ha ha races in August. You thought you guys were going to make money off of us? Oh, no, no. We're going to make money off of but you. $1,500 per person. Well, I don't know what the price should be. No, that's what it, but, but, right, but, know, that's, but, but that's more than a ticket. That's what a package would cost you. Yeah. Like, that's well, ridiculous. Like, if I'm in a bar and I happen to be able to glance out and see the race, I'm hanging out. Like, again, put together packages, work with the bars, and have everybody eat, like you said. Hey, it's 50-50, okay? It's $500 per person to come in. If I'm the bar, I'm already here. Why do I have to give you anything? Well, because, again, you I don't have to give you anything. You don't, but the contention is It's a public street. It is, yep. I pay rent. I I lease the land. I buy the land. I pay everything. Now I got to pay you because you're running a race. I don't care about the race. I care about the people coming in here. You don't care about me. It's a contentious situation now because F1 has made it so like they didn't have to make it like this. It could, there, there were other things at play and you're right. You could have just said, Hey, we've got the race. We've got the television rights. We've got the events. We've got all the stuff. If people are going to hang out on balconies and watch this thing, we can't really stop it. It's we're coming to a it's city more exposure, right? It helps us. It grows. Somebody it. may come because they can do that. Right. And then they may watch F1 again. Fair. No, I grow the sport. I'm with you. It's it's a very short-sighted way exactly. of approaching and making a lot of enemies on the way out. Which, <laughs> by the way, you were right. It's a 10-year contract with the opportunity to extend it. But it is a 10-year contract for F1 to be here. So it's 2033 is what the deal is run, runs through. And then if they want to extend it for another 10 years, they can push it for another 10 years. So it's up to 20 years that they could have it here. It's possible. But 10 years is the length of time from a contract. So what's the feeling next year when this comes oh. back? Everybody's like, oh, yay, this is wonderful. Come on back. This was so fun. You're going to get people who are going to be like, get out of here. Like, we don't want to be part of this. Like, it, it's, it's a stupid idea to make all this bad blood with the people that drive this city, I mean, that's what the strip is what drives the economic engine of Las Vegas. Right. Like, why, why do you want to piss off the engine? And like, I know the governor is dealing with his own stuff. He just got fined for an ethics violation. And there's all these different things going on in Nevada. But like, where's the governor on this? Like, where's the people that brought this here to kind of step up and be like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. What are you going to do to our people? Our small businesses here, like, what are you trying to pull off here? Yeah. Like, this is not okay. And, and back to what you, you said yesterday, they're all in on it, obviously, because if they weren't, they'd be talking about it. 
Yeah. This is, I can't wait to see how this all comes off afterward. Um, I don't know if you were here. You probably weren't because I was working at the Nugget. There was a race like this similar. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was, it was an F1 race. I don't know what league, IndyCar, all that other stuff. Okay. I just know they raced downtown. Open they, and then they took where the Smith Center is now. That was the straightaway. Oh, well. I went on the top of the parking garage at the Golden Nugget. It wasn't what it is now because I knew the valet guys. We all went up there and we watched the race. Nobody charged us. Nobody knew we were even up there. We watched the race. It was cool. I stayed out there for a little while. And then I went home. And change diapers. Like it was a race, and I was like, okay, cool. But I got to see it. Now, one of the other guys I was with was a car guy. He loved it. Mm-hmm. He started watching it and became like, wow, seeing it in person is so much different than watching it on TV. But now I can really appreciate it, blah, 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 blah. And he talked about it and he came in and bet on it. Wow. We put it up. Every week, it took two bets on it, maybe, for like two years. We put it up because they were coming here. Right. So we were like, we better put up this F1. We better put up this F1. We put it up and nobody been on it. Except this kid. One kid who worked in valet. So, like, you may get a fan who participates and buys stuff and, like, all those other things just by exposing the product to someone who may not have seen it. We're trying to block it. It seems beyond small-minded to me it seems very greedy selfish and just dumb yeah people here don't like it at all it's 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 not over yet but it's it, the rumor is true uh red sox and the braves last night pulled off something that had not been done since 1884 an 835 triple play because the red sox are a little league team and they and they don't know how to run the bases that's why this happened <laughs> This is where the Red Sox are. They won the game seven to one, amazingly enough. So they won. Didn't they win? They won the game, but they got a triple play turned on them an eight, three, five triple play for the first time since 1884. Mikey awesome. Just came in a chat and said, formula one will be sending Dave a bill. When they see this, have Good. them send it to ask the BVB. Is that, is that what, what what's the, uh, what's ask the email the BVB at gmail.com. Ask the BVB at gmail.com. Just have them send it there, please. If you have any other questions that you want to ask us, as that's the uh, the Gmail account. And then you can DM the show at Boston versus the book. We'll be more than happy. We have I'd love to have somebody on from F1 and ask oh them what is the purpose of this? Like what what is the goal? Um eight three five, that's center field uh-huh. to first base. Uh-huh. To third base, for those of you that don't know the numbers on the baseball field. How in the hell can that happen? You are a little league team. <laughs> and you 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 don't know how to run the bases. That's so what that it's is. Nobody out first yep. and third. I think it was first and second. Oh, they tagged him out at third. He wasn't yes, coming yes, back correct. to the base. Yes, correct. Going. You, right, correct. That, that could happen, yes. yes. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Well, unless you were alive in 1884, you have not seen that before. <laughs> in I mean, in baseball. a softball field, in anything, like, 
I'm trying to think of eight, no. three, five. I've seen center throw it home and then the first. Yeah, line drive to center, center field, caught, double off on first base. The guy in second base tags, tries to go to third. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, Is this base is, coach tell him to go or he go on his own? I don't know. I, oh, I, 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 did, I, just, I just saw the replay of it and went, wait, what did they just do? And somehow they won the game seven to one, but this is the Red Sox. Like they did a thing uh, three nights ago where like the little league game ground ball, the center field center fielder air mails, the cutoff person to home plate. The catcher comes off home plate because the throw is going to be late and he air mails it back to center field. Goes over the second baseman (laughs) trying to get the, like little league, little league baseball. I I think I've seen that. I think our teams and we've, I think, yeah, I think that's happened when I was coaching. <laughs> and somebody just you're in the dugout, and somebody just catch the ball. Please just hold, just the ball. The hold, ball just hold the ball. Catch the ball. Hold the ball. Yeah, hold the ball. Someone just hold. Just stop throwing it, it around. Hold yeah. it. Stop. Yeah, just please. Yeah. Um, Not good. Yeah, I, I didn't see it yet. I, this is good. I got to see. Oh, when you watch it, you be like, oh my gosh, the Red Sox and the Dodgers can't stop trading people back and forth. It's really How weird. This? It's really weird. More home, <laughs> Kiki. Like it's really weird. Red Sox have Turner, they had Kike Hernandez. The Dodgers have Mookie Betts, JD Martinez. Um, uh, who's the pitcher that they got? I forget the pitcher the Red Sox traded to him, but he got paid tons of money and then stopped pitching because he got hurt and never went. It just sits on their but on their books. But David Price, a, thank you. That's what I'm thinking of. David Price, thank you. Yes. Very strange. Like a married couple finishing each other's sentences, <laughs> pulling thoughts out of your head without even knowing what you're talking about. These okay. two teams, for whatever reason, can't quit each other, and they just keep on sharing guys back and forth. Yeah. This guy, he can't get a hit to save his life, Dave. Like, this is really, like, they need, I know they need a glove in the infield, but they gave up two bullpen arms. Now the AAA bullpen arms, but they still give up two pitchers for Kike Hernandez. The Red Sox must have said yes to this deal so fast. Kike wasn't even playing for them. Right. Like he was on the bench. He couldn't get in the lineup. Well, it might've been one of those things too. Like I've, I've heard this just happens. You know, when a guy's a really good teammate. Yeah. He's been at this place before. I mean, the Red Sox may have been close to just outright release. Yes. Correct. I think that's true. Hey, they're getting close. We, yeah, we got we got uh, Kika here. Uh, you know, we're you guys want him? We'll just give us a couple something. We'll send right. him out. Otherwise, we're gonna cut him. Know, either yeah, he's just rotting on the bench, and you know he wants to play. I I don't know what they're gonna the use Dodgers, him for. If he goes to waivers, the Dodgers wouldn't have gotten him because someone could claim on the Dodgers. Right, last teams to claim right. him. So before you go, wait, right. just cut him and then give him up for nothing. Well, no, if he goes to waivers on the wire, another team could claim him before right. the Dodgers. So that's why they would do the trade outright to make sure he goes to LA. All these little nuances and rules of baseball are so strange. And they're still like done. Like it was 1940. That's it's the beauty hard. of it. It is. It is. Game. It, it is. But it's, that's why he's there. I just, the unique relationship between the two is, um, is very different. Yeah. Because, true. They're so, to me, like different franchises, but there's a connection somehow. So I'm kicking myself violently at the moment. I, 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 I need to Donkey stop. Donkey kicked to the nuts? No, I just, I, I, I say things like I'm going to do something. Yeah. And then when it comes time to fire on the bet. Yeah. I choke. 
I've been talking about betting overs on Alcantara games now for I don't know how long. Yeah, you uh, two months. Yeah. Since we've in the last the two times that he has pitched. Yeah. I haven't pulled the trigger. And instead, I bet the Rays on the money line, on the run line today, I bet the Rays. Okay. Currently seven to one in the ninth inning. Marlins are going to snap this. <laughs> They're not going to get swept by the Rays today. They're up seven to one. The total was seven and a half. The total was seven and a half. So you but you have over. Nope. I bet run line on the Rays. <laughs> oh, you didn't bet the over? No. At all? You, oh, no. You didn't bet? Well, why not? Because I choked last night. I, I just, I got nervous because I was like, the Rays aren't scoring. And the Marlins, I mean, their team total over the last two weeks, you'll be lucky if they get three runs. They can't right. score. What do they do today against a guy who is Eflin. 10 and one at home? Against Eflin. With yeah. a 2.17 ERA and a 190 opposing batting average, they have seven runs today. Right. That is why baseball sucks. <laughs> That's why baseball betting is completely maddening. It's hard. It's so hard. I I don't understand why you didn't push the button on the on the total. Like you've been talking, literally been talking about it. Because I was a I was worried that the Rays. I thought it was going to be like a a three two game. Oh, I thought it was going to go under because I was like, all right, the Marlins aren't scoring any runs. Eflin's been really good. He's going to hold them down. The right. Rays are going to go for the sweep. It's not Sunday. It's Wednesday. Right. right. It's a getaway day, but he's 10 and one at home with a really good. So I was like, I don't feel comfortable betting the over. Cause I thought even if they won, it would be like a, like last night, it was four to one. That's why I thought the game was going to be four to one. So bet the, bet the run. It was plus plus one thirty five. I was like, shoot, take the plus money. Let's take the race. You've talked nope. about this before too. I've talked about this for years. Sundays are different. Right. This this is just Sundays are really hard in baseball. I mean, the day game after night game, everybody's playing day games, the pitching staffs, you don't know they're traveling after nobody, no series wraps around very rarely to Monday. So, um, Wednesdays Wednesdays can be Sunday like. Sunday. Gonna, that's yeah. what I was just going to say. Wednesdays. See, we're finishing each other's sentences. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Thinking each other's thoughts. It's good. Um, Wednesdays are, are like Sundays in that regard. The day games slate. It's fun. It's great to be in the book. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of excitement. It's a lot of like past the time type. We got games today instead of sitting there waiting for the horse guys to come up or, you know, trying to find futures and all this other stuff. It's a fun day to watch. It's not an easy day to bet. It's very unpredictable. Get me to Saturday, please. Just get me to Saturday. Please just get me to Saturday so I can bet something other than baseball. I really, this is dog days. This is what I'm talking about. Dog days. on a whole new meeting this week. This is legitimate Otani watch every damn day as to what's going on here as we count down to the deadline next Tuesday, August the 1st, or next Monday, sorry, August the 1st for the MLB trade deadline. The Rangers, according to Jeff Passan, want in, and they want in in a big way. They are positioned, according to Passan, they're calling Otani their white whale. They're willing to do a lot and give up a lot even for a rental, they're willing to do something because they know the Astros are going to get healthy in August and September, and they feel like they don't have enough. Should the Rangers do that, give up a ton for Otani for a rental, and should the Angels trade him to an interdivisional rival? If the Angels have no intentions of signing him, it doesn't matter who they trade him to. Fair, I agree. 
if if they have no intentions, uh, that it doesn't matter where he goes. Um, wow, the white whale. That's that that's that's the white. He's Moby whale. Dick. That's, <laughs> that's what he is. He's Moby Dick, the white whale. Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab's out there, and you know. <laughs> Trying to steer the ship. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. Well, there's a nice reference there. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wrote Moby Dick again? Don't. Why are you making me think this way? Who um, wrote Moby Dick, Chat? That's just part I, of the reason why easy. we have the it, chat. It, it's really, I mean, everyone's going to know it. Everyone, I should know it. My brain's just not on that line at the moment. It wasn't Charles Dickens, was it? No, Charles <laughs> Moby Dick, Charles Dickens. You see what I did there? I thought it was Herman Dick. Melville. Melville. That's right. Herman, Herman Melville. Melville wrote Moby Dick. <laughs> the white whale. They're going to go for it, huh? According to Passon, yes. That's it's a sign of panic a little bit, isn't it? It's, 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 yes. I mean, it's a good move, but if you're mortgaging everything, just go get them. Get they, that. They want to win now. I mean, that's in fine. Dallas, think about this, right? If you're the, if you're, if you're the Rangers, you know what happens on September the 1st. I don't care where you are in the standings. I don't care what your year looks like. You mm. become irrelevant on September 1st in that market. You have Otani. You got a chance to keep people's minds, keep their attention, keep the speculation on them, keep oh, the eyeballs on them. If Texas gets Otani, there's going to be people in Japan going, right. What state is this? <laughs> oh, Texas. <laughs> I like Texas. There's, I mean, it's going to bring eyeballs to them that ain't nobody had for a long time. I mean, it's it's great. Big business has been all in on Texas with us, and there's a lot of Texas Ranger fans that are like, hell yeah, do it. Absolutely do it. Right. But this might be somebody feeding, passing the story to create the market and set the tone. That, like, hey, Texas is interested. Whoa. Texas is interested. That's I understand. I understand if you are a like if if you're somebody who is watching this from the outside, you might go, you cannot trade him inside the division. Like you can't do that. But I think you can because, like you mentioned, it doesn't matter if you're gonna move him, you just get the best package you can possibly get for him, and you just see what's out there. And like I think come Sunday night. That's where the Rangers will be. They're going to say, what are the best offers right now? Everyone give us your number one best offer that you're willing to go all the, and then they'll decide. And I think ultimately they'll say, no, we're not going to, we didn't get enough. But if the Rangers are serious about just beating anyone else's offer, they might go a little crazy and give up a ton for him. I would. You want to talk about Jimmy G and football and all this is, this is good. This is going to get good. There's a lot of things being planted. Passing coming out. Good thing Pat's off. Otherwise, he'd go on Pat and say it and be clipped all over. <laughs> you know, Monday next week, the Pat and the boys are coming back, and it's the trade deadline day, right? Or no? Yep. August well, 1st. Tuesday's the deadline day. No, August Tuesday 1st is the deadline. First. Tuesday's the first. Of that one, Monday was the first. Yeah, look at the calendar again. Hold on. Let's look at the calendar. Let me Tuesday's the first. You're right. Yep. Tuesday's the first. Okay. So Tuesday. Really don't you really don't know what day it is. Ever. I don't know where I am right now. I I don't know. I don't know. I I had I had a crazy dream last night that like the house was a disaster and a mess. And I woke up and I just started throwing everything away. 
I, I've thrown away three gigantic bags. Are you my sports. wife? No, it just what I, in the hell? That's just, the kind of dream she had. Yeah, I, she I, I, wants I, to throw all my stuff away. I woke up. I, I woke up and I and I, I real like I had a very strange dream about like living in a house that did like it was a, it's a disaster, and I woke up. And I looked around the house and I've been wanting to do it for a while. I told Madeline this a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, just by the way, just so you know, I'm going to start throwing away everything. Like I'm going to totally revamp. Cause like, it's been weird. Like October will be one year after the divorce. And so like, I've got a lot of like stuff like in closets that like, I just didn't touch because it just mm-hmm. didn't have time for it. Like right. I had way bigger problems going on as to whether or not that junk closet needed to be done or not. Now things are calming down. Now things are getting back to normal We're into a routine. There's no more drama. We're all good. Everything's, you know, somewhat hunky dory. And now I'm looking at different things going like, I don't need any of this stuff. Like, why is this stuff here? A lot of it's my ex-wife's like Yahtzee stupid stuff that she bought for holidays. I threw away so much awesome, stupid Valentine's Day shit. Yahtzee stupid stuff. Yeah. You know, Yahtzee, Yahtzee. It's a, you never heard that Italian words. It's just like, it's just like, it's just things like Christmas tree. Do you ever go to the Christmas the Christmas tree store? Okay, yes. that type of stuff. Yeah, yes. like like platters. We got it all here. Yes, platters that were three dollars and like things that like unfold that say love on them and like just dumb stuff that I as a guy like I just I, I asked myself this question: Would I ever buy this? The answer is no. It was thrown away, and, and so I, I threw I threw away three you bags. Need <laughs> yeah, I, I threw I, I had three gigantic bags of trash. I've already gone out this morning in the first two hours of me being awake. I didn't go to the gym today. I did that instead. And I'm not even close to being done. Oh, but God. I can't wait to see how many bags. I'm counting how many bags I'm actually going to be able to throw away of stuff oh, that I don't need anymore. God. But it's like, it's the pre-football cleanse of oh, the house. God. Yeah. Because we're about to go into the war zone. We're about to go into the eight-month, you know, I've yeah. told Matt, I've told Maddie, this football season is going to be like any football season I've ever had. Yeah. FYI, this is going to be different. And she's like, can I play with Kendall? I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, okay. I'm like, well, that's all she cared about. So yeah. it's like, can I go over and see the girls? I'm like, yes, and go over and see the girls. We're all good on that, but it's going to be fascinating. So I got to have my stuff together. I got to have organization. I'm going through the whole entire house and organizing everything. So I'm good to go. Yeah. It's, I'm, ready, uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, that's good. This is this is we're getting ready for football. Is literally another season here. It's nothing different. We're, it's chaos every day. So that's good. Yeah. The, All right. Dream we have to read about. No, it was just a feeling. No, nah, it was just, no. just a, it was just a feeling. Everything because I know where I am. I know the chaos that's about to start coming. So I, it's an easy dream interpretation. It's just I see the wave. I told you yesterday. I'm standing on the beach looking at a wave going, Oh no, <laughs> I, I know it's coming. Like I'm seeing it about to crest. I'm like, okay. Like I have, a, I have to teach a class. I have to, I'm taking, I'm going to have seven jobs this fall. Uh, I, that's been my, my world for the last two years. You're going to be fine. I'm going to have seven jobs this fall. It's going to yeah. be absolutely. You know what? There'll be a time where you have to say no. Oh, sure. There will be. And without that's, a doubt, there's no debate. There's no I'm, debate. Yeah. I'm learning that as well. Yeah. There's going to be a time. Like I, I told Maddie, I'll just, I told her like, I go pick your vacation spot. It's like February, just pick where you want to go because we're going on vacation. <laughs> just going to go drive, fly something like go. We just need a, we're going to unplug everything and just get the hell out of here for three days. Yeah. <laughs> once, once football's over once, because after Super Bowl week, 
No way, man. <laughs> I don't know what kind of condition we're going to be to go anywhere after Super Bowl week. It have to be a little bit further past Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week's going to be very um, – that's going to be different than anything we've experienced. That's what I mean. This, this football season is going to be like any anything else we've ever done. I mean, it's – well. I mean, we'll make an announcement on the 1st of August about what's going to look like for the, for the month. We got a lot. August is going to be really busy and you guys are going to, we're going to be out. We've got live shows that are being planned and things that are going to happen during football. Yeah. And oh yeah, by the way, the Super Bowl ends the whole damn thing here in Vegas. So yeah. Uh, Okay. MLB action at the moment. It's seven to one. That game goes to the bottom of the ninth. Marlins are going to win that one. It's four to one. That game in the bottom of the ninth base is loaded one out for the nationals down by three to the Rockies. So we'll see how that goes Four two Mariners over the twins at the moment. That's the bottom of the fourth inning live total of 11 and a half juice to the under there. Uh, minus two fifteen on the money line for Seattle Royals three, nothing down to the guardians. Guardians are now minus 1450. That game in the third inning, but they have the bases loaded with two outs. Nine and a half is the live total there. Just underway. Bottom one. Reds and the Brewers. Lively. Uh, or Peralta on the mound for the Brewers. Seven and a half. A seven and a half in a Reds game, Dave. Uh, is there a principal play there? Just bet the over on the Reds. It's eight and a half. Eight and a half, nine in some places. Vandals at seven, seven and a half, juice minus 118 to the over. Cincy and Milwaukee? Yeah. Yeah, that was somebody, somebody did somebody a favor there. Still there right now. No, not pre live. Oh, in game, in game. This, this oh, game okay. started. This, oh, is live, okay. this is a live game. Yeah. Wow. It's the second inning. Yep. Top of the second, seven and a half. Well, those totals move sometimes with some Quick. games way aggressive. It's one inning. Right. I mean, the original number stinks. And we're we're, we're going moving it over, trying to create action, trying to get you to bet over when we like under. Right. I don't know. I mean, if you liked over eight and a half or nine, you gotta love seven. You gotta gotta like over seven and a half. I'd wait if you can get another inning with no runs and go over six and a half. Right. I don't know. We talked. We talked about this. I've told many people this. The odd numbers have more combinations than the even numbers. Game can't finish if it's seven. Right. It's four, three, five, two, six, one, seven, nothing, right? Uh-huh. But six, you can't finish two, two uh three, three. Right. So it's only four, two, or five, one, six, nothing. So just one less combination. Can't finish tied. And you saw what the ghost runners done to you. <laughs> saw it last night with the Dodgers in Toronto. <laughs> Seven three last night for Toronto going into the ninth. Tie it ninth. Big sweep tag by Will Smith. And they end up winning eight seven. And betting unders is done. So I don't, I don't know if it's a live play or not. It's tough, tough, tough. Postponed, by the way. Angels is- Tigers. Oh, okay. So you know, they had that story that you talked about yesterday. <laughs> what do you do now? <laughs> oh, they won, but they won yesterday. Well, I so. know, but they're in the offices today. They said they were going to talk about six games, right? They we now need to see what the six games do. Now it was down to five. Well, now what? They're three and a half games out of the final wild card spot behind the Blue Jays. They're four games back in the loss column with a game in hand for Toronto. So that Angels, they're now 23 and 26 on the road, 29 and 23 at home. 
we'll see. I, again, I can't believe they actually let that come out that six games or now four games are going to dictate whether or not they're going to trade. What I got to make up at game in Detroit tomorrow. I got to play a doubleheader. Oh, uh oh, that's not good. That's going to set up the whole offices. They're going to have to get bagels <laughs> and, and all kind of stuff to sit in the office and figure this out. They're going to be, that's going to be a long day. I can't believe the Red Sox are only a game and a half out of the playoffs. They're making they're such, it. They're such a bad baseball. They're team. making it. They're making the wild card. Be I'm great. telling you right now. I was watch. looking at it. Get ready for postseason baseball, Boston. So why you think the Blue Jays are going to fall off and the Yankees are dead? Is that your take? I was going through it a little bit yesterday, last night, with friend of the show Gump. Okay. And you know, he's sometimes he's a homer trying to get him to come on the show. I'm trying, trying let's to do hard. it. Come on, guy. Come on, Gumpy. Let's go. Show. What are you but doing? He's on vacation. I know, but come on. He is. That's the problem. But Foxy's on his honeymoon. Foxy's having a ball. If Foxy went and got engaged. Oh, is, yeah. that, is that his honeymoon? Oh my, oh my gosh. He set the bar way too high. He's like in Greece with his fiance. Yikes, dude. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's the honeymoon going to be? <laughs> I thought that was his honeymoon. Oh, uh, Europe trip. Yeah. Uh oh, oh boy. He did set it high. Yeah, it's a high bar. Not at a different time. <laughs> but uh, no, we were looking at the schedule and stuff, the way things line up. And he thinks the Red Sox are going to make moves. I would like agree with that. The thing was get him. You know, we got a clear Situated. space. Yep. Da, 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 and then they're working on something. On the 40 man. I think he's right. I think he's right. Because he, you needed the 40 man roster spot. So you sent Kike out for three, for two minor leaguers that got sent to the Woo Sox. So now you got a chance to add one or two more players. I, I think you're right. I think because Heim Bloom is tired about tired about hearing his name getting ripped apart on talk radio in Boston. He wants to do something aggressive because well, they, of, I mean, the Celtics were aggressive. Like teams have been aggressive. The Red Sox have not been aggressive lately. And they just keep hanging around like the Red Sox. You're forcing the upstairs offices to make a move by continuing to hang right there and win games. Right. So, you know, well, let's go through it for a second. Okay. So the Red Sox have before the deadline, you know, they play in Atlanta today yeah. and then they go on the road. They have tomorrow off and then they're on the road on the West coast for a three spot in San Francisco and a three spot in Seattle. Then they go home for Toronto. That's not e watch them play in San Francisco. That's not, that's not an easy nine game stretch. Um, no. Going no. to San Francisco, going to San Francisco is not enjoyable at the moment. I love the city. It's just not what it once was. It's just gonna it's, go to the game and leave. It's a tough part of the it's just it's mm -hmm. tough. Uh maybe I'll go. Then they come home, Toronto, four gamer against Kansas City. This is where it gets interesting. The middle part of August is is in, they can make a move here. Go, go ahead, say it. Go. Toronto, Kansas City, Detroit, Washington. Right? Okay, that stretch right there, the Red Sox can make a move. If they they rip through that, beat up, you know, win every series, sweep a couple of them, because then they play, it gets much more difficult after that. The back end of August is not easy. They play the Yankees for three on the road, Houston for four on the road, home for the Dodgers, home for the Astros. The benefit is they have a lighter than usual schedule in September. They start with a with a three gamer on the road at Kansas City, then a three gamer against Tampa, which in September in Tampa is a Red Sox home game. Uh, then Baltimore home, Yankees home for four, Toronto for three, and then 
Texas is their last really tough series because they end with Chicago at home, Tampa at home, and a four-gamer against the Orioles that might not matter. It could matter for the Orioles. That could be a huge series, but it might not matter. They may have already locked up their spot by that point. So it might only mean to the it might only matter to the Red Sox hmm. as to where they're where they're going to be. But that's a wild that's a recipe that you could make it to the wild card because of the, what happens in August. That middle stretch in August for sure is helpful. Yeah, that's their run. If they're going to make a run, that's the part of the schedule where they got to go to work and they got to go basically from August seventh to August seventeenth. That ten day, eleven day stretch. You know they got to win the vast majority eight and three type res- record. You know what it's like living with old people? Yeah. I just want to break in here with breaking okay. news. I got the TV on grandma and pap app have set up the TV to give you an alert. Every time anything Steelers is on. It's awesome. <laughs> so this NFL network is somebody's replaying the Steelers and Vikings game from something. I'm trying to watch the baseball game and there's telling. a pop up. <laughs> It, it, just so you know, the Steeler game's on and from the Vikings and this and that. And I just want to go down and sit stairs and say, Deb, please. And you, I, but I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. They need to know when those things are on. They set these recordings. They watch all the old games sometimes together. You remember that game? Yes. I remember. Yes. All right. Let's get to this story. This is, this is a very interesting story. Be, before you do, I wanted yep. to just, Mentioned Roger Long real quick. Hi. So you remember the brigade, right? He's appreciates the Cubs uh, gear today. Oh. I'll mention that in a favorite thing about today. I spoke to him yesterday. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Cool. The man has the voice of God, a radio voice. <laughs> oh, like wow. you wouldn't believe P Ralt. He's got a landline yeah, only. And uh, he absolutely loves the show. So he, thank he, you, Roger. He, appreciate you. Appreciate I'll, you, man. Thank I'll tell you. you at the end. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. Here we are. Headline. No, TransUnion report. Ridiculous. College loan repayments may impact sports betting industry. With college loans coming due in October, the credit reporting agency sees choppy waters ahead for sports books. <laughs> TransUnion released on Wednesday a detailed report entitled Gaming Report Insights into Betters and Their Financial Health. The study was done online, 3,000 adults from late April to early May and it includes an analysis of the gaming industry's performance in consumer liquidity. And while the company founder found Better's financial health is generally better than that of the public at large, the looming return of college loans, which will kick back in in October, after the pandemic had paused them for months and months, years really, it will be a potential hit to the sports books in their pocketbook. As was written during the report, From our perspective, we saw that marginal income matters most. When people increase their income, there is a much higher likelihood of them putting it towards overall discretionary spending. And there is a relationship between increasing your income and increasing your betting spend. So when you have Mm. less money, Mm. you will bet less. But this is interesting because yesterday a report came out and said consumer confidence is at an all-time, at a high of 20, uh, all-time high this year. And the highest it's been since July of 2021. Mm. So, so what, I mean, why is a credit agency reporting on gaming? This is very odd to me. Like the, where this is coming from is my biggest problem. Like who, why are you doing this? If you're transunion, what's the point of this? 
It gets you in the algorithm. <laughs> no, I, don't, I guess so. What do you, you mean? Pay, you, you pay for a study to googling say. sports betting, and they they get to they get to read an article. But isn't it the other way around? Economy. I've always been told that sports betting goes up during economic crisis and economic problems. People gamble more, not less. Oh no, 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 no. When things are rolling, people are gambling like way more. When things get tight, they don't come to Vegas. The gambling they stops. Bet. They bet no, locally. No, 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 no. Bookie's phone stops ringing. No, 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 no. No, no. When things get tight, right? The gambling, the gambling slows down a lot. Yeah, it makes sense. Phone stops ringing. Bookie's phone stops ringing. Yeah, yeah. Because they ain't got the money. The discretionary income gets really thin and. Which is right, which is good, which is what should happen. I mean, that should happen. You shouldn't be, yeah. if, you're, if you're having trouble with money, you shouldn't be betting, period. Like, 100%. Don't, don't be gambling anything. Yeah. A dollar. Yeah. Every dollar needs to be put for something, you know, like your rent, mortgage, car payment, insurance, groceries, groceries, clothes, yeah. turn the heat on. Right. In the cold and stuff like that. No, I, I, you sent this thing and I was, I was reading it and I'm like, the the thing that struck me is that why is it so focused? Everything is so focused on the college kids and students, and you can't even market right. You can't even market to to to, to college kids unless they're twenty one. Well, You're not. You can market to. to them. You can't market on campus. Is what the AGA's. But you can't bet unless you're twenty one. Supposedly, right? Right. right. Uh huh. But people who have student loans are generally out of school. Like when you're in school, you don't have to pay for your student loans till you're out of school. Which again, that's a that's that you want to talk about a scam. We call marriage a scam. <laughs> this student loan thing is the scam. Fascinating. That it is, is the, the ultimate scam. That is the scam. Because then they got it so you can't when things get really bad and you gotta file bankruptcy, you can't get out of it. The one thing you can't get out of is your <laughs> student, student loan debt. debt. <laughs> That's amazing. You can get out of every, you can walk a house. You can have a $500,000 house and you just leave the keys and walk the house. You can let them take the car. You yep. got a car out front. Well, I don't got the money. Well, we're taking it. Bye-bye. They could take the car. You get a college education and major in something that, you know, doesn't prepare you for real life, which there are a lot of majors, unfortunately, that you can go and get. They give you this nice certificate and say, good luck. And you can't pay it back because things are bad. Times are tough. <laughs> Stugats, that's the one thing we got you. They're going and, after the students with the sports betting. Right? Well, that's, I mean, the average age of a new better is between 25 and 35. Like that's, that's the market. That's what they want. That's mm. the new people coming in. They want my brothers. That's who they want. That's, that's, that's our target is my brothers. And it's, you know, it's worked kind of, they don't want the old timers. They don't want the experienced people. They want the parlay players bet five bucks. That's why they highlight, watch this guy turn five bucks into a thousand. Mm. That's the whole thing, you know, and it's annoying. I mean, the, you know, the whole, you know, 
I, I when I first read it, I was like, are they going to get into the debt repayment argument? Like, is that, is that why they're talking about this? Because like, it's a way of showing that kids don't have this, you know, discretionary income when times are, t- I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very strange thing for TransUnion to get involved with, to say that, Hey, when in October in football season, when student loan repayments kick back on, people are going to bet less and the books are going to, are going to get hit. Like, do you think that's true? Year. People bet less in November than they did in October. That's and fair. September. Yeah, that's yeah. And that's, then in December, they bet even less. Yeah, it dropped off the cliff. Yeah. Because there's holidays in December yeah. where you're buying a lot of stuff for people in your life, whether it's spouses, family, kids. It's called Christmas. It's right. called Hanukkah. It's called the holiday season. You get away from the games and all these other things in December. It always drops off. I feel like it was a loaded piece great, to great. set up yeah. to say expect lower numbers in sports betting. But the reason why was because the, the reason why is that baseball ends. Yeah. Basketball's just starting. Hockey's just starting. People are focused on football. And then Halloween comes and everybody's trick-or-treating. And then it starts, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? And we stop watching a lot. We stop betting as much. Games, there's a more crap games on an NFL slate on a Sunday than there are good games and in November, that, in yeah. December. It's there's a lull, right? way it, less college football. It goes like that, right? I mean, so like we go, and that's a huge, college football being gone is huge. But like, it goes September, October, like everybody, there's nine games, essentially. People are going to bet on a ton. We get to November, holidays, December, holidays, January playoffs. It goes back up, Super Bowl, February. Like, it's a big U. <laughs> the season goes by with a U. Oh, yeah. No, the, the crescendo is, is February in the Super Bowl, yes. But it's a ramp back up in January because so much volume on those playoff games. Everybody has an opinion on those. Yeah. The December slates, there's there's usually like, like, you know, and people that are doing a contest will find out. It's hard to come up with five games in December that you really want to have interest in or have a, an opinion on because most of the games are crap. Right. S- you know, six and nine versus five and ten. Uh, minus three. Uh, I just pass. You know, try to figure out who's playing who. Load management in November. NBA, not playing it. No, College basketball is just getting started. Not playing right. it. Right. And then March hits, February into March, which is interesting because we have another West Coast dominant championship run February, March. Vegas, Super Bowl, Phoenix, Final Four. Not far apart. We've both done the drive many times. So it's going to be. You think anybody would be interested if we went back down <clears> to Phoenix and did a live show? We're going to find out, I think. (laughs) Really? I think we're going to find out if they're going to be excited about if we come down there or not. Gate proxy service, NFL story of the day. You guys can text us at 702-570-8255. We're going to be busy this weekend, next weekend, every weekend. If you're coming to town, hit us up. Let us know. 
We'll put you in the in the, in the scheduler. We'll get you signed up for whatever contest you're going to be in, Millions, Survivor, or the Westgate Super Contest. We are rolling here with this for the 2023 season. Text us at 702-570-8255. It's on the screen or email brigadeproxy at gmail.com. Okay. You know what just happened, by the way? Somebody just sent me a text, friend of the show. Said they have a friend coming to Vegas. Can they use the brigade proxy service to sign up for the contest? I said, yes, sir. Like, I mean, the answer is just simply yes. Whether you get blocked or not from other people <laughs> and all these other things, it's fine. We're open. I don't. What I say? What I say? Something about being blocked. I don't yeah, want to get. No. I don't want to block anybody. Oh no! Make no, it no, no! Come on open, in. Open, 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 open communication. Yes. Open communication. Come on in. Yeah. Text us. Uh, DM us. DM the show. We'll put you in touch. We'll get it all. We'll get it all taken care of. We're trying to help people. Oh yeah. Get signed up for the contest. That's all we're doing. We're That's not it. scary, you know. We're not. Jeez. We're not. Not going to war with anybody. No. We're all good. We're all good. going to war with us, but that's fine. Uh, Tom Brady might not get to own the Raiders. There's oh, a new rule. Shame, shame. Well, Dave, if Tom Brady does not get to own the Raiders, don't say it. Don't Tom Brady. Don't come back to the NFL. Don't say it. Everyone already is. Stop the. They already are. Will, sorry. Stop the bullshit, Perot. What are you com- talking about? He's he dating, coming back. He's dating a new supermodel. She hasn't he's, seen him. Yeah. Irina Shit Shit uh What's her name? I uh, see Irene something or other. You know her. She's one of the. She's one of like the it girls. One of the it supermodels. Tom, seriously, take some time. Oh, he has taken some time. No, he hasn't. Irina Shayek is his new girlfriend. Really? Yep. You got a picture of her? Oh, <laughs> sure. I mean, just for the people, for the people. I need to see it too. I'm going to, because I'm going to have to Google it after we get off the phone and everything else. Just put it up if you can get put it up. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to find Irina. I'm going to find it's way better than Kim Kardashian. And thank God that wasn't true. What? Hold on. There was rumors that Brady was dating Kim Kardashian. You didn't hear that? Oh yeah. Loud rumors. I don't pay attention to one thing that Brady's doing. I had enough of him in my life now that he's retired (laughs) and then he's going to be on the TV. If he's still going to do that. He was, he was first rumored to be dating Reese Witherspoon. That was the first rumor. Then it was, then it was Kim Kardashian. That would have, seriously. If you would even mention to me that you're going to go on a date with Kim Kardashian, I'm driving over to your house. And if you lock the door and breaking in, I'm going to wring your neck. I ain't letting you do it. I don't care what she says. I don't care what, how much money she's going to give. I ain't letting you do it. I'm trying to find a good picture of her because. You can't just, find a good picture of a supermodel. That's I can't, but like, it's a, lot of, a lot of it, a lot of it is like very. Um, so you know. what? No okay. one's watching anyway. Put up the first thing you see. Maybe someone will tell us, hey, you can't put them pictures up. Okay. No, I just don't get, I just don't want it to be um it's like a it's like a, not a flattering picture of her. That's what I'm trying to trying to find one that actually I'm like, find a not flattering picture of her. Because it, I mean, because it looks like this. It, it, the picture looks like this. That what's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. It just looks kind of creepy. Like that's a creepy picture. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, sometimes they take creepy pictures. Oh, okay. yeah, we all do. You said grab the first one, but that's that's Irene. Okay, so, all right. That, so that's I would have I would have guessed blonde. So yeah, no, not blonde. No, okay. not blonde. But all right, so brunette. Uh, you know, near his age, and 
So he wants to get back in the game. Like he get back on a field. I think he wants to get back on the, yeah, I, I think he could very well potentially wind up back into. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to put it past him. He's going to play again. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not putting it past him that you're your days maybe here. Yeah. Maybe somewhere else, maybe a team that needs a quarterback who, you know, he can, if his, if the rule goes against him and he is not allowed to join the ownership group of the Raiders, <laughs> it would be interesting per source with knowledge of the situation. Profootballtalk.com reported this morning. There is a new rule, the no equity rule that complicates Tom Brady's efforts to acquire a portion of the Raiders. During last week's special meeting to approve the sale of the commanders, Raiders owner Mark Davis spoke passionately against the proposed rule, explaining that he had planned to employ Brady as part of the deal for Brady to buy a piece of the team. Now that Davis won't be able to both employ Brady and to sell the team, uh, to sell equity to the team, that could set the transaction back to square one and it could potentially derail it altogether. And if ultimately Brady does not acquire a piece of the Raiders, he remains available to play for any team at any time as a free agent this year or next year, or whenever Tom Brady decides he's seen enough from a lesser quarterback or he wants to go and compete. <laughs> so if Garoppolo's foot blows out, Mark Davis oh. go to him and just say, Tom, come on, buddy. And I get to see Tom Brady in a Raider uniform playing in my home city, and I'll be the happiest person ever. I'm not. I'm just. just, just I'm not I, talking to you. I'm just. I'm Tom Brady with the Raiders. I am a hundred percent in. Let's go, Josh. Ryan, let, uh, I, I, I've told you this before. I love you like a Brady brother. wins number really eight do, in but. Vegas. Ready? He wins number eight. Brady. <laughs> How about Brady versus Rogers AFC Championship game? The Raiders and the Jets. <laughs> I swear, I, I want to come over to your house right now and punch you in the face. <laughs> this is so annoying. You're annoying. <laughs> I love this. I want this so desperately. No. Oh, Nobody please. wants this. Chat? 46. I don't want to keep going, Tom. Me and you, man. Me, you. Let's get Tiger Woods' leg right. Give him a new leg. Amputate the old one. Give a new one. Let's go. All of us. We're all in the same boat. We're all divorced dads. Let's go. All of us. Let's keep going. I want it so desperately. It's so good. I swear. Oh, it's awesome. It's such, it's such great. I want Tom Brady to keep on playing. Don't stop. Keep going, Tom. Keep I playing. almost want him to for the show, but I <laughs> swear to God. I'm, I'm, here. <laughs> you do it here. No. It's a yes. so See what, what people are saying that the, the rumor mill, right? They're like, why does Davis want to employ Brady? Like what role does he want to have Tom Brady as an employee? Does he want him to play? <laughs> like is the idea? Cause all the other owners have to say, yes, for him to be a part owner and a player. So they don't think that would ever pass. Like 31 other owners aren't saying yes to Tom Brady playing for the Raiders. Who the hell would say that? But in what capacity would he work for the Raiders as a coach? Be on the field to be a quarterback coach? Oh, just put Tom Brady on the payroll. It's a no-show job. Right. It's part I of mean, the deal. It's, it's part of, it's part of the, the, the sale. Yeah. Like, hey. You give me this, I'll pay you back that. Just... Yeah, right. Tom, you get funneling I mean, who money. Who knows what he's paying? I mean, you get a suite to the game, and yeah, you know, no, it's it, 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 probably some like you know, not washing of money, but some type of tax <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Like some in and out type of thing, because it would make sense. Because some in and out type of thing. What do you like? You know, about? Like, like bring like the money in, out in. Burger. No, like you give me twenty million dollars, I'll pay you twenty million dollars, and, and 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 the result will be you get. The, Tom lost so much People money. In do the that. 
he lost so much money on the FTX deal that you know maybe he maybe he needs to tax wise play some tax games or something because it is weird. Like I need to be able to employ Brady in order to have him be a PR person. Like CBW just came in a chat says he's a PR guy, but he could be a PR guy for free. What do you mean? As part owner, he could be a PR guy. Come down there and hang out, but he wants. But Brady traffic, wants to get paid. All this other stuff when he's going to drive down there. He wants to be paid. Go to the practice facility and do a press conference. If you're part owner, you don't need to be paid. It's weird. Like there's something else at foot there. Oh, if he's a part owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're an owner, why do you need to be on the payroll? That's part of the deal. Part of the ownership package is that Brady would be on the payroll. So that's what they're fighting because that now you can't do that. You can't well, have why, equity in the team. Right. If you're a why player. would you do that? So that's the question. Why does oh, Mark Davis? Boy. Why is Mark Davis so adamant about wanting Tom Brady to be able to be paid as well as being an owner? And there's so much business that goes on behind closed doors with all this stuff, like the Daniel Snyder thing. Oof. Just you know, saw all that. Like you just wonder what the hell is really going on. Like, is anybody worried about the product on a field? No. This is rich people playing rich people games. That's what it is. I swear. Our college football schedule of the day is Oklahoma boomer sooner here. The total fancy graphic nine and a half. Love when you do this minus one Oh five to the over. Let's see if we can find 10 wins minus one fifteen to the under under slightly favored. Yes. Slightly favored under play for Oklahoma. Okay. Let me pull this off. Yeah. So you can see all of them because it barely fit on the screen, but it did. Arkansas State's a W. Nice SMU is eh, probably a W. They're at home, but a little bit of a more fun SMU, game. You eh? You're gonna kill no, it, no, it's it's a that's a big rivalry game. There's a lot of kids that wanted to go to Oklahoma that wound up at SMU. There's you know line's gonna be probably double 10. digits. Yeah, but it's SMU will give them a little, little bit of a fight. Tulsa is interesting. That's a road game. Mm-hmm. Tulsa hasn't been great, but that's a road game in Oklahoma. That's rare to see Oklahoma go to an in-state school other than OSU. Okay. To go play Tulsa. Then they play Cincinnati. Then they play at home to Iowa State. I think they most likely open four and one at worst. Worst. That's, that's the only, I mean, it's five and oh when I look at it, but it's going to be four and one. Okay. And then Texas. Red River. There's a lot of pressure on Oklahoma this year. There's a lot of pressure. We're losing on that game, right? Brett Venables can't get annihilated, though. He can lose the game, but it can't be like last year. You can't get blanked. What was that 49 nothing? Was the final score? Ooh, last year, right? Oh, they got smoked. I stopped watching it in yeah. the second quarter. I they love beat, watching that game. They beat the living daylights out of Oklahoma. Yeah, last that was year. A, that was that was terrible. So you can lose, but you cannot lose like that. Nope. <laughs> you got to be ready. So if Oklahoma, like hypothetically, right? If Oklahoma was five and zero, and Texas, I think would be six and zero if they beat Alabama. Right. That game is back to what it was in like national two thousands. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, 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 that's good. The, the, so much heat. That's that's a monster game. Winner that game's position themselves for the playoff at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, then a bye week. Okay. Home for UCF. Then win out. Probably, yeah. Although that road trip to BYU is not easy. Tough, tough. That's not easy. That, that that's the. I mean, and they're playing Bedlam. This is the last Bedlam for the last for the next twenty years. 
What do you mean? What do you mean what do I mean? It's the last bedlam for the next 20 years. They're not going to play each other anymore? Gone. Yeah, that, that, that game's dead. This is the last time OU Oklahoma's is not going to play Oklahoma State even when they move? Correct. It's off the schedule for 20 years. These people that run college football sometimes are so dumb. I would agree. They How do you not maintain that game? As They won't let them. SEC won't let them. That was the thing. How many conference games are you going to have versus non-conference games? So they they're, can't schedule them in a non-conference and keep no, that rivalry? That's a booked. huge game. No, OU is already booked out for all their non-conference games. They've got three. You have nine conference games, three non-conference games, and o- Oklahoma already has all those contracts signed. So there's no place to put OU. O- o- Oklahoma State OU. Bedlam, is. there's no place for it. Unless we expand more games and have 13 games on the schedule, there's oh, no play for it. Don't need okay. More. So that's why you move. O- OSU was, was always a conference game. Texas, it will be a conference game. They'll play. They'll keep playing OU Texas every year at the Cotton Bowl. That happens. But OU at Oklahoma State will be the last time for a long time this season. What are going to lose that game? It's a lot of passion, right? It's going to be a tough, tough matchup. Pissed off OSU Cowboys. I'm pissed off at it now. I, so I, I want Oklahoma State to win. I think there's two losses there: Oklahoma State, BYU, TCU. At the end, is probably a loss as well. There's your three losses. There's your under. nine and three. There's your nine and three or eight and four record. I would bet under on Oklahoma's wins. Under. Yeah. Not knowing nothing yet about who's. Well, it's been the rat. It's, it's Spencer Rattler. It's, Brett, it's Brett Venerables. It's going to be tough. I mean, it's not going to be an easy season for Oklahoma in my mind. I think eight and four is good after last year. That's good. It's not what they want. They want more than that, obviously. But I think Oklahoma goes eight and four. But yeah, oh, that game Bedlam goes away. Basketball Bedlam goes away. Softball Bedlam goes away. All of it goes away. But football is more complicated because of how long the schedules are done. Right. How far, how far in advance the schedules are done. So you don't get them. I was at Penn State when they stopped playing Pitt. Pitt. Mm-hmm. It was it it was so dumb. There was no real good explanation. But that's when Penn State moved into the Big Ten, and we were like, "What do you mean we're not going to play Pitt?" I was a kid from Pittsburgh who grew up with that was the game. That was the rivalry game, like you talked about Alabama and Auburn, like right. every single year. You played each other, and that was just one of those fun weeks of trash talk back and forth. As a kid growing up, I hated Penn State, hated it, because everybody (laughs) said, you're from Pittsburgh, you hate Penn State. Then a lot of kids from Pittsburgh end up going to Penn State and going, eh, you know what, those kids from Pitt were all full of it. And then it stops. Pitt, West Virginia played last year. It was a fun opening game. That's a fun rivalry. There's a lot of history, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They get a lot of history. (laughs) A lot, a lot of history. That's that's going conference game that should be continued as a non-conference game. I don't I don't get it. But I'm looking at it right there. We just went through it. I take under. I mean, look look at the biggest rivalries in college football. The vast majority of them are conference games. Auburn, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Michigan, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, because you can't get these schools to go and play each other multiple right. times. I mean, right. it's nice, so you, right? You Alabama's not, playing Texas back-to-back years. When it's you're a not, great game last year. And when you're not in the conference with each other, you don't play. 
you once in a while play. I mean, look at the backyard brawl last year. How fun that was. Was fantastic. <laughs> but the they don't play it every videos year. between yeah. the two schools got you excited for the game. It spotlighted. That was a night game that was, yeah. you know, away from everything else was great. They and should Pitt, play that every single year. Pitt, West Virginia play every year. I would agree with you wholeheartedly, but they don't. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan State conference game. It's just conference games. This is how it is. It's it's difficult to make a non-conference game work every single year. In football? Yeah, in football. It's very tough to make it happen. It's tough to 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 say I'm playing this given my it's schedule. It's hard because they don't want to have to play a challenging game a lot of times. That it's too, but they also want to be like yeah, layups three, for most of these teams. Look what the SEC does for non-conference games. Look who they play. You know, Bama deserves credit playing Texas. That's good. When they play a top-level Oregon team or whatever, that's good. But far, far, far more often, they play like what they're doing in week, uh, I think, 11. They're playing North Alabama. Okay. <laughs> the bunny that they throw in that week 11 spot yeah. like yeah. every year, that is just li- literally just that's what they see. And a lion and yeah. eat it and devour. You see like MTSU or Tennessee State, you know, oh. Or North Alabama, some directional school in the in the region that will go to Tuscaloosa to get literally devoured, and they'll play the triple backups and whatever. That's normally what Bama plays from a non-conference perspective. So because their conference games are so difficult, that's that's what they say. We play so many great teams in our conference. We have to you know fill out the schedule. It's not right. It's just what it, it's just what happens. So you know I'm, I'm with you though. OU Okie State not playing anymore is that. The expansion of the playoff hopefully will bring back non-conference rivalry games like this because you won't be as penalized for losing. For losing. That's the hesitation, I think. CBW came in a chat and asked, who do I hate more, Penn State or West Virginia? I don't hate Penn State at all because I went to Penn State. So the answer to that question is I don't really hate anybody. Is there one school that you, like, hate? You're asking me, you're, asking, you're not really asking me that question, are you? What is it? UConn? Of course. <laughs> you hate UConn? I hate UConn. Yes. Wouldn't play us. Whole joke. Signed the Commonwealth Classic after Cal left, after, the, after they got bad because they were too afraid to play us when we were good. Still mad about that? Yeah. And, and you live in, and you're in Connecticut. Who the hell wants to go to stores, Connecticut? Middle of nowhere farm country. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, no part of that school. Nothing new, but it's like, it's like that school and UNH are the two schools. It's like, what do you do there? We drink. <laughs> That's it. Why? Because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> they do that in a lot of schools, though. <laughs> yeah, until they do middle of nowhere. Right. What do you do on Friday night? We drink. We drink. <laughs> Sit in our dorms and drink. That's all we do is drink. Or they go to fun little bars like they did in Ohio Northern. And like Jessica said, I haven't been there, but... The Regal Beagle. They named it oh, the Regal Beagle from, I like that. from Three's Company. I like that. That's what it was called on the – yeah. That's good. So what did you do on Friday nights? We went to the Regal Beagle. I'm like, the Regal Beagle? Wow. Yeah. Was there like a Three's Company theme? Ironically – That'd be cool. That was. Ironically, she's never seen Three's Company. So I – There's no like Chrissy, that question. No like bikini pictures of Chrissy on the wall? That'd be kind of fun. Jack, Janet, and Chrissy. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Roper. I, I couldn't tell you anyone besides Chrissy. I can tell Chrissy. I can't tell the other two names. That's it. Chat. Janet or Chrissy? Oh, come on. There's not even a question here. What do you mean? It's Janet. Oh, my God. I'm a blonde guy. No way. Absolutely not. No one close. It's Janet. 
No way. Oh, my, my whole family are all brunettes and I have been uh, married a blonde and I'm all a, a date majority blondes. I don't know why my mom always says, why don't you date a brunette? And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. I like blondes. No, I, I, I do too. I Chrissy's, always have as Chrissy's well, my, but if I'm picking between the two, I, I'm Chrissy's got my opinion. Yeah. It's Joyce, Joyce, the wit, Janet, I guess my hate school, if I have to pick one, uh-huh. and I don't really, it would be Ohio State. I was gonna say, like, it's got to be the Buckeyes. You're a Penn State fan. It is. It's, they it's put, how many lockers you've been pushed into over the years by them and, and locked in there and atomic wedgies by Ohio State? You got to hate them. Beat him 63 nothing back Once. in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, that back was in the day. That, that did well, it for me. What's that? What's that they song? all came to Penn State back and in they the were day? chirping. What's that song? Who? Who did, who did that song back in the day? Back in the day. It's a good song with a high-pitched voice. Oh, I forget back the name of that. Day. I don't know. No one in song? the chat is responding to Janet or Chrissy because nobody oh. in the chat is old enough except Roger <laughs> right. Wong and a couple other people <laughs> to even know it. what we're talking about. Three's uh, Company, guys. Google it and that's pick awesome. between Janet or Chrissy. That's phenomenal. That's really good. Jeez. I was listening to I I have I have a th- a song that I'm trying to incorporate into the show at some point because I, I I'm going down this very um, fun musical journey of like bands that I have totally forgotten about in my life that I used to love in high school and college and I'm finding all these different ones and there's a a band called Faithless out of out of Britain that was fun Dido started if you remember who Dido is but Dido started as a backup vocal for Faithless he's an unbelievable rap guy or okay. DJ really. And he hits a song called Baseball Cap. <laughs> I was like, that's a Dave song. It's a song really? called Baseball Cap. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So it's like, David, David, you, you would like him. It, it, it's your type of pump up bass, heavy techno. Oh, I love it. That's great. Came no, out that's train, helped. Train spawning. That's, that's helped a lot is going back in the way back machine and listening to songs. I mean, that's the, all the songs from when you started driving. Yeah. It's cathartic. And, you know, it's it it puts you in that place that sometimes you need to go because you're in yeah. waters that like you know you don't know what's coming. Oh no, you find yourself. I mean, it's it's been fun. It's been fun to go back and be That's like, good. oh, I remember that band. I remember that song. I remember this. I remember that. Yeah, you kind of you find yourself. I mean, this has whole been the four or five year journey of, 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 of re- <laughs> rediscovering me. But. The boys in the ch- the boys in the chat um, have started to. Um, look at pictures in Google and Sonic just came in and said, I can't decide. Come on. Janet and Chrissy. That's why I can't answer. You can't tell me you're looking between <laughs> Janet and Chrissy. This that is George actually a debate. smoke show. She was a smoke was, show and she was smart. I, she Chrissy, was a, I blonde, know, gorgeous, show. nothing upstairs. It was a different type that of was the thing. Idea. That was the whole point. But like just on looks alone, like not like, yes, Janet was more of the wholesome, like Mary bleep kill type of conversation. <laughs> You know, you could have, you put those, I've seen people do three's company, marry, bleep, kill. So I get oh. that. Hmm. You know, you bleep. Right. Chrissy. And then she marry Janet. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, 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 yeah. So, and then you know, who do you, what do you kill? That's Mrs. Roper. The, whoever, whoever. <laughs> yes. You kill Mr. Roper. Yes. Definitely. You kill Mr. Jack Roper. Or, do you remember a friend, Larry? Larry was the best. I don't know. I was too young. It was always like background noise when I was growing up. It wasn't like something I actively watched with strange company. It was one of those things. It was like squirrel. It's like blonde. Ooh. <laughs> like, oh, girl. Blonde. <laughs> hi. It's like, you just, you just like stop and go, oh, what was that? Oh, <laughs> my 
best, one of my favorite references from a kid's movie of all time. If you haven't seen Up, you don't get that reference, but Up is what a, what a movie. Oh, what a movie. <laughs> so good. Such a good movie. And the dog is so good. Squirrel. Said, watch. Oh, let me write this it, down. It's literally, literally what I do in my life is like when I get distracted by things, I'm always like, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> so good. The talking box on his, on his throat and the dog talks. It's, oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite top three movies for all for time. Of all time. It's so, so damn good. Absolutely love it. <laughs> All right, better to book a time real quick here as we roll into the two baseball games going on. I'm going to look for some plus money and even money runs. I'm taking Rangers to win to win this game here uh, because I think they will take two of three from the Astros. I know the pitching matchup is tough with Framber going to the Astros, but I think these Rangers are mad about what happened last night at the plate. The 4-3 loss. The blocking of the plate call that came in. You see it. You see the two plays that look very, very similar. One went the Astros' way, one went against the Rangers. I, think I did ma- not. I didn't see anything from this game. Who won this game last night? Astros. 4 3, play at the plate. A run got counted for the Astros, that they, for, but a, a run did not count for the Rangers based on obstruction of the plate. Mm. And it picked off a lot of Ranger fans and the Ranger team. I'm going to better, better book the Rangers today. Let's see what they're up to now. Uh, Rangers are now plus 158. You want back Framber. So the Astros won on Monday. The Astros won yesterday. Yeah, betting, fading the streak. Nah, I'll take Astros. Okay. Fair. I know you, I knew one. you were going to say that. I was like, yeah. is it about the streak? I'm going to take the plus No, I'm, I'm looking and I'm Haney. He better pitch lights out tonight. Yeah, they can. Also, it can be an over game. I like under. It can be four four. Yeah. Well, I mean, they. It's I weird. think they got a shot. Framber's, if it's an over game, I like. I, I like your side. Right. Framber yeah. has a losing record at home. I know. Which is weird. How weird? I was going to say, how weird is that? It's weird. It's yeah. not a big. It's, it's 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 odd. He's got a losing record at home. He's pitched extremely well at home. He's got a 2.94 ERA overall. His ERA is 2.13 at home, but he's three and four at home. Yeah. 72 innings, 17 earned runs given up. It's pretty good. Astros are 17 and five versus Texas. Mm-hmm. The last one. They got to stop that. Roger Long. If the Astros win this game, they're tied for first place. It's a big game. And this is, did you say when beginning of this series, this is the last time they play each other? I didn't say that, but I think that's oh, right. Okay. I think that's right. How's that possible? Because everyone wanted the 13 game schedule. Oh, it's going to be great. 13 game schedule. This is fun. Got to have cool. division games in September, especially against, I mean, you should play one series against every one of your division, at least in September. I would agree. Uh, let's see. They, nope, they play them on the road in September. Thank you. Okay. September 4th, 5th, and 6th. All right, good. So play them one more time. But they don't play him again. They don't play him the whole month of August. So, and that will be the last time they see him. This is the last time that the Rangers will play at Houston, Houston right. this season is tonight. Good luck. Good luck, big business. Good luck, Texas. And then finally, Orioles money line tonight. I like the Orioles. That number now is Cheap. Uh, my still minus 102. Okay. Suarez has been Complete garbage at home. Yeah, I know. Garbage at home. 
ERA over five. What a game yesterday that was. I was glued to it. But they should have the, the Orioles should have won, won the game. Yeah, that's they, why I'm betting. That's was, why I'm thinking because they should have won yesterday. They're and they, they they come back and they win today because they're mad that they went. They should have won yesterday. Walk off. I was lucky. I was on the Phillies yesterday, taking the Orioles today. Bryce got on with two out, and Bryson hit a double. Nice, knocked in Harper to tie it. Right, it was fantastic. We were going crazy in the house. I was like, "Hey, Bryson, just tied the game. Come watch." Kids are like, "Yeah, that's great. Go back <laughs> to doing what you were doing, Daddy." And then. He got a base hit, or a ground out that should have been the end of the inning. Right. And the shortstop bobbled it, panicked a little bit, safe at first. Next guy hits a single to win the game. Boom, it's a single. I like the, I like the Phillies today. Okay. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube and Twitter, hang around for bonus time. Sports Grid, thank you so much. We're coming back tomorrow on Thursday, same place, same time for another show for BVB. Stick around for bonus time. Favorite thing about today is what? I called the landline yesterday. I called the landline of senior member of the brigade, Roger Long. Mm -hmm. And we spoke. And he gave me a great line. And I mentioned that we might at some point go to Indiana and do a show. He said, Dave, if you're within two hours of me, I'm coming. Wow. Rain, snow, ice, whatever I'm driving and I'll find you. Nice. And I said, well, you know, that's, that's awesome. Um, I just wanted to thank you for, you know, sending Matt and I to things. And of course he said, you guys have opened up your lives to us in a way of doing this show. I can't thank you enough. And I was like, you're thanking me. Hmm. And he said, yeah. I said, this is like every day I meet in the chat and have met these people. He can't get on the discord because he right. doesn't have a phone. It does okay. not have a cell phone. Okay. He said, I tried to get in there with an email and it's just, what, what is the discord channel, sir? BVBshow.com. And he says he doesn't have an email that can confirm that he's not a bot or something like this. Otherwise, he would go in there. But it reminded me of something that just was like, all right, that'll be my favorite thing about today, tomorrow. I talked to him on the phone. Hearing this guy's voice was like hearing John Facenda. <laughs> he went so deep. And he was like, Dave, did you <laughs> like the stuff that I sent? And, you know. Matt with the jackets and the this and the that what? Oh no! I'll say it a little bit. It's someone, okay. someone that I, someone that I, I liked a lot growing up just passed away. Whoa. Oh no! Yeah. Wow, oh, that's crazy. Go ahead. Sorry, go on. Well, no, no, that's okay. Um, again, it was it was just a reminder that we're connecting with people through the proxy service, through the show, yeah, through the Discord channel through the email, ask the BVB. And then when we get together, guys have connected that I think we'll have dear, genuine friendships for 100%. a long time. Yeah. What we did here in Vegas, which we're hopefully going to announce that we might be doing again, or, and we might take this thing on the road. I don't think it's a might. I think no, we're we going to take oh, the yeah. show on the road in a few different places. So hopefully if we're within two hours of you, you'll take a day off of work or 
a, a half day and come spend time with us because it's really fun. I can't put it in a white sheet. I can't put it in a business presentation. I can't put it in a damn email that you're going to understand what we're doing. You need to come watch the damn show and get, just watch. And if it's for you, stay. If it's not, fuck it. Go find something else to do. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell these people anymore. Right. What are you guys doing for football? We've been telling you what we've been doing every day. Since right. January 1st, we only went to the Super Bowl. We got credentials. We were on Radio Row. We went and did live shows next to a pool, interviewed Sydney and Angie, and we did everything else in between. Right. We talked about tan lines, game lines, whatever else kind of lines you want to talk about. Not those other lines. It, it, it is those. Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> not those. But, like, that's my favorite thing about today right there. That connection sparked me saying, Come just watch the show. Just watch the show. Um, not to be kind of a bummer, but today is Mick Jagger's 80th birthday. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be my favorite thing about today because uh-huh. it's incredible how many people don't see 80. And like of all the people you might think that wouldn't see 80, would be that guy. <laughs> like Keith Richards is still alive. Right. Mick Jagger's still alive. I mean, those guys live. They still live even at 80. Uh, but Sinead O'Connor died today at 56. Oh, how old? 56. Woo. And it's, it, she may have taken her own life, and I really hope that she did not. But, you know, there's certain artists. It's funny. When I was growing up, like, my there wasn't many bands that, like, my stepdad beat me to. But, like, it was an interesting <coughs> moment. I still remember exactly where I was. I was in the back of his Volkswagen Jetta, we were driving on, this is old school Boston before the big dig, but we were driving on the 93 underpass going into the city. And he handed me the tape for Shane O'Connor's debut out or yeah, debut album and said, you two and Prince both helped this artist. <coughs> Excuse me. I became a lifelong fan from like the second I heard her voice and nothing mm. compared it was the song Prince wrote that song. U2 Bono was heavily involved in what Sinead did. I never saw, I didn't get a chance to see her until years later. I saw her in New Hampshire at the, at the, at the Boardwalk Ballroom, which was up on, in, if you guys are familiar with New Hampshire, and probably, I don't know, 400, 500 people were in this club. I got a chance to see her when she was, I don't know, it was probably 2000 five, six, something in that range. It was, mm-hmm. I was during a summer break trip that I was home and I got to just drive up to New Hampshire to go see her. So that stinks. So Dolores O'Riordan, lead singer of the Cranberries. That was my first favorite Irish singer, female. She's gone now. And now Sinead's gone at 56. That stinks. My two favorite artists, favorite huh. Irish singers are both dead. That sucks. Sorry. Didn't mean to end on a sad note, but I just saw that and like caught my breath. I was like, wait, What? Mick Jagger's 80th birthday and she dies at 56. It's a really strange juxtaposition. Um, I just want to say thank you for a couple of things really real quick here, because I think there's a lot of really cool things going on in July. And a lot of people are going to come back to the show coming up here in August and September. It always happens. People have gone away for summertime months. They're going to come on in. I just want to say thank you to people like right now, if you're watching the show right now, it's, it's 1215, 315 on the East coast. On July 26th, there are so many things you could be doing. 
and yep. you guys are here. As I mentioned at the start of the show, this is the bottom. Like this is, this is the, to me, this is, this whole week is like the bottom. I've hit the bottom. Like this is now the climb up. We get to August. We start to see the light. We start to see things. We're 31 days away from football starting 31 days. It's it's, the countdown is on. We're two weeks from school starting and we have big announcements to be coming down the pike as to what we're doing in August, where we're going to be and what's going on and blah, blah, blah. A lot of cool things coming, but I just, I get very excited. I appreciate the notes and the messages you guys are writing on our YouTube channels and you guys are interacting a lot. Gosh. Will is killing it with the shorts. I mean, oh, just God. Absolutely destroying oh. it. I'm, I'm completely eh. like, thank you. Like, oh my oh. gosh, what you're doing is so thankful. But I really, it, it, it's, when we say OG members, when we see brigade people, like if you're watching right now, consider yourself part of that conversation. Like correct. <laughs> like if you're here correct. right now yeah. at this time, what's going on with everything else going on in the world. My favorite thing about today is you guys. So thank you for everything you've done and what you're continuing to do for us. I really do appreciate it. Back tomorrow for a Thursday. He is Dave. I am Matt BVB Thursday. Hit the like button, subscribe button, and tell somebody about the show back tomorrow for a Thursday.